and welcome everybody to another show of Two Smoking Guns. Oh, I tell you what, uh, we have got more to get through today than an SAS trainee. <laughs> As we're going to navigate our way through this obstacle course of mirth and madness. Hello to you, Rutsy. Hello to you, Scotty. I've got a story on the SAS. Oh, it? have you? But anyway, that's for later. I'll tell you what, if you got the call up to that show, do you reckon you'd go? Oh, what a, that's what I want to talk <laughs> oh, about. Oh, really? Yeah, I do. Oh, because I'm not what? sure what I would. But I'll anyway. You what, mate, it's, uh, it looks... Because there's looks, a guy on it, did you know? Gruesome. Did you Did you read? Through the week, I know we're diving straight in, but <laughs> that's right. There was a. Don't, I, I don't know if I like that sort of show. Um, my my wife doesn't like it at all. Right. So um, I'm not, I'm not sure because I'm not sure what the point is of said show. Well, that's a that's actually a very good point because what what is the what point is of the show? The are they trying to break people or are they trying to take someone well, off the streets literally and like turn them into an? Apart from being what what reality shows are about, it's about minor celebrities, you yeah. know, trying to get their fifteen seconds of fame, which yep. seems to be what all all those shows are about. Sure, um, it seems to be having just watched the shorts, <laughs> the adverts for it. <laughs> yes, that it's about people exercising their demons, and I would have thought. There's better ways of going about that. Like, go and see a hypnotherapist, <laughs> go and see a psychologist, not suspend yourself off the bottom of a bridge. Or a helicopter at 10,000 feet. Or a helicopter at 10,000 feet. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm all for whatever floats your boat, whatever floats your pie, whatever, yeah. you know. But that's ridiculous. Um, but I did notice no, I'm with you. that there was a Jeff, Jeff Kenny, who's the daughter yes. of yep. Um, yep. Bozo Kenny and. The other Lisa, Lisa Curry, Grant, Grant, Grant and Lisa, Lisa Curry. He's a fussy eater. Well, that's probably well. And he goes so doesn't like the snails. He goes. He wasn't the physical endurance, sleep deprivation, interrogation, or psychological testing that broke Jet Kenny on SAS Australia. It was the dinner and breakfast options. <laughs> What, baked beans? <laughs> so I'm going on a show that's about SAS and bridges. The last thing you should be worried about about whether you're getting extras on the side for breakfast or dinner. Because you would have thought the best you were going to get was seaweed. Well, I would have thought cans of World War Two surplus supply beef jerky and spam would be probably the yeah. entire bloody menu. Served cold. <laughs> so he's complaining yeah. he lost weight. While filming, well, oh, duh. Yeah. He said, "I could have couldn't stomach the food options, right?" Um, and despite this is a great, this is the best bit of this whole story. Right. Despite being the son of one of the original Uncle Toby's girls, because remember oh, they yes, were yes. The, uh, the, the, iron the, women. the iron women, and yep. men were sponsored by Uncle Toby. Yes, they were. Um, he the oats served up was the meal the model was most offended by. Oh. So yeah. he's fussy about his oats. Really? Yes. He would have had a few spare. He, he would have, have had, had a few oats over the journey. He would have had a few oats in the cupboard under the sponsorship, I would have thought. He said, um, I do eat a lot of food at the best of times. Oh, clearly. Um, but I was eating egg whites for breakfast and oats, and I would have to try not to vomit every mouthful I put in. Well, egg whites and oats aren't a good combination. You, no, you, you've got to but you can have, separate you, them. You've got, to, you've got to put water with them, and you've got to bring them up, and then yeah. you have them with maybe a bit of, I don't know, I'll put some sultanas <laughs> in mine, maybe a bit of banana, a bit of cinnamon on top, or just milk and sugar. I mean, it's, it's not hard, Jet. You can make them taste good. <sighs> he's, he's so ravenous was Kenny by the end of the program, the, the 27-year-old even succumbed to eating his first banana. 
He's the bloke doesn't eat banana. bananas. Yeah, that's what I don't know anybody apart from this bloke that doesn't eat bananas. That's why he's on the show. How can you be allergic <laughs> to bananas? That's why he's on the show. <laughs> so he's, he's psychologically he's scared different. by bananas. <laughs> he's different, mate. He would have hated that um, bananas in pajamas show as a child. <laughs> he would have been terrified. Do you think he watches maybe, Master, MasterChef? Maybe that's, maybe that's why he's on the show. Because <laughs> he had nightmares watching B1 and B2 run around in their pajamas. <laughs> That's a very funny story oh. in, it, in itself. So, now, um, so, so sorry to interrupt. No, go. <laughs> you go right in, son. What well, have you got? I've for got. Me? I've got some. I've got international politics. This is from uh, Kim's sister. Ah, oh. you know, our mate. Oh, our mate what? Kim Jong Un. Oh, I thought you meant Kim Kardashian over in North Korea. <laughs> <laughs> When was the last time we did a an article <laughs> on the Kardashians? This is a Kardashian-free zone and will remain so for eternity. Wash your mouth out, sir. <laughs> oh, I resign. I'm sorry. <laughs> no, this is our favourite, Kim. Oh, we love Not Kim. Kath and Kim. No, we're the Rocket Man. Rocket Man. <laughs> Rocket Man. So his sister. Oh, Did you know he had a sister? Uh that's still alive. Yeah, you no, know, she, she well, her she name, and... yeah, her name is yeah. Kim. Oh, oh, Yong Jong. Oh, Kim Yong Jong. Kim, Kim Yo Jong. Kim Yo Jong. Right. And she apparently is quite uh, influential is in she? the Jong Un regime. Ah. So, what's her strength? I don't know what her strength would be. She's his sister and clips him over the head every time he does something bad, probably. Clearly cuts Probably stole his toys as a young girl or something. Or clearly cuts his hair. Cuts his hair. (laughs) With a bowl. Gets the bowl, cuts his hair. He's dropped, he's dropped a bit of weight. The kid. He has actually. So she might be yeah. his personal yeah. trainer. He's obviously well. on some amazing diet. He's on his mum's diet pills, like right. like Warney was. Yeah, right. So she um she's well she's welcomed welcomed a proposal to right. call an end to the Korean War between North and South, wow. saying saying the following. She said, "It's an interesting and admirable idea," but warned. It would be meaningless unless the United States and South Korea abandoned what she called double-dealing standards, prejudice, and hostile policies. So she's having an each-way bet, right? I would suggest. So um, she's um, she's saying those those things, um, but um, she's she's thirty-four, right? Yeah. Yep. And she's her older brother's uh, closest aides, and often serves as a spokeswoman right. on relations with South Korea. So right. she's obviously um, a diplomat because last year she described activists in South Korea as mongrel dogs and human scum. Oh, but now she so wants quite to... quite the diplomat. Now she wants to shake their hand. <laughs> she wants to <laughs> investigate whether it's the right time and conditions are ripe for di- discussing the issue. Smiling a forced smile. Yes. You never see their teeth. Anyway, um, reading the declaration of the termination of the war and having photos taken could help somebody... But I think that they would hold no water and would exchange, would change nothing given the existing hostility. She said. So, she's a she's an interesting cat. I've never seen her. No, I've never seen her. So it would be interesting to see whether she's got the same haircut as her brother. Can you step me through? And if she did, it's probably a reason we haven't <clears throat> seen her. I reckon she might have glammed up. 
You reckon she's glammed yeah, up? Yeah, I reckon she's in a bit of a Gucci. Gucci. Yves Saint Laurent. She'd be in a different shade of black than her brother. She'd have $10,000 shoes. She'd have a lot of shoes. She'd have yeah. a lot of shoes. Yeah, yeah make up a bit just pure gold on the fingernails. Yeah, hey, now just, just stop for a second, yeah. if, you, if you can, yeah. please, to assist me. In, in sort of 20 words or less, what's the beef between North and South Korea? They don't like each other. So, One's a socialist country, yeah. No, and, and the other is quite a, a and, democratic and quite progressive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, Samsung. So is it know, just Kip. that? Is it just that? Well, I think one was a protectorate of, of Russia, and the other wasn't, and they, that was what the war was about. Right. So I should. I'm, I not should a, I'm not a historian. I should brush up on that. You I'd like to Google know the that. genesis. Yes. Of the, um, the north, uh, the south, of the north Korean south. peninsula, yeah. well, and well, you know, and Trumpy was the only one that actually managed to get him to step over the border and go into the south. Because it was a war that's been going for some years. Yeah, it's been it's a long back time. to the seventies or sixties or something. Back, yeah. yeah, a long time ago. Um, well, uh, talking about things that are a bit um, uh, grumpy and confrontational. Yes. Um, the uh, Julian Assange. Oh, Julian! Um, I haven't heard his name yeah, for a long I time. Don't, I don't even know where he is now. But What's I mean, he up to? He, his case uh, went on. Has, had been going for a very long time. I don't know. I don't even know where he is now. He was in right? the Bolivian embassy for a while. Oh, in he was in, wasn't he in the British embassy? No, the, Bolivian the, oh, embassy Bolivian. in London. Yeah. That's right, in London. Yeah. Correct. Um, but this has just emerged, um, and I'm uh, reading a, a said article or taking extracts from said articles. So yes. I'm not making this up. I'm just reporting uh, what I've read. A report claims. Uh, the CIA raised the prospect of killing or capturing oh. Julian Assange while he evaded charges hiding in Ecuador's embassy. Ecuador, yeah. sorry. Ecuador's Bolivia embassy. are the people that provide the talcum yeah. powder. Yeah, that's right. Mm. Um, in Ecuador's embassy in London because they feared the Australian was plotting an escape of his own. Right. What you reckon? Tun- tunnel? The bloke knew if he put one foot outside that door, <laughs> he was a goner. Yeah. Anyway, the report published by Yahoo uh, News uh, relied on interviews with 30 former US officials and said eight detailed the plot to assassinate Assange. Mm. Former President Trump called the report totally false. Of course, <laughs> of course he did. Of course he did. Um, and said he never considered assassinating Assange. The publication claimed officials picked up what the former Trump administration viewed as highly credible intelligence, suggesting the Russians were preparing to sneak Assange out themselves, possibly in a laundry basket. Yeah, of course. (laughs) And whisk him to Moscow. Whisk him to Moscow. What are they going to do with him in Moscow? Using his trade bait? I don't know. Put him at center half uh, forward? uh, uh, (laughs) For Sparta, Moscow? Get him to pilot of submarine. Um, around this time, Ecuadorian uh, officials were proposing providing Assange with a diplomatic passport that would have enabled him to serve in their mission, uh, to enabled him to serve in their mission in Russia. Ah. CIA officials game planned how they could foil any Russian escape. One method involved a potential gunfight with Kremlin operatives in London. Imagine wow. if that Imagine played out. Gunfight at hey? the OK Corral oh, that's, that's or gunfight in Carnby Street. That's the big OK Corral. Um, another was uh, crashing a car into Assange's getaway vehicle 
or shooting the tyres of his plane. Oh, yeah. This is Judge Bond stuff, right? This is Mission Impossible. This is juicy. The report said the British authorities agreed their authorities would do the shooting. Oh, good. <laughs> so if had a handshake, you can shoot. You, get, you, you have first crack. You're not gonna have, we're not going to find any air fingerprints on those guns. Yeah. Uh, uh, we had all sorts of reasons to believe he was contemplating getting the hell out of there. <laughs> the hell out of Dodge. <laughs> a, a former senior administration official is quoted as saying, it was going to be like a prison break movie. Jail The plans were never approved. The report said the pursuit of Assange was driven by former CIA director Mike Pompeo yes. when he was installed as Mr. Trump's Secretary of State. Wow. So there you go. The plot Modern day Julian. Either, you know, get the car or shoot the shoot the tires of the plane. Surely. In this day and age, we've seen enough action movies to know that they would have to break in through the roof, avoid all those red laser beams by walking through them, you know, <laughs> like the Matrix, um, cutting off someone's finger so they can access the secret vault in which he's kept. You know, no, it's got to be more elaborate no, I, I think what it? I think what it might be is that there'd be this big drone yeah. that comes along, right? And then... The ladder drops down from the drone, yeah. and people think it's a spaceship, so it yeah. looks like a UFO because they'll dress it up. To and he'll, look like he'll that. be he'll be like ET. They'll put him they'll put in, him into a like a spacesuit and think that he's an alien, <laughs> and then he'll just climb up the ladder, and then they'll go, "Where's Julian? Where's Julian gone? So I just think where does he live? Now? I just think that's fantastic, and it's only a shame. Um, for the purpose of entertainment only, yes. that it didn't happen. No, because otherwise good that enough. would have made a good movie. It would have well. <laughs> Where uh, where's he living now? Do we know? Um, is yeah, he Hawaii. Still... Hawaii. Is he, is, <laughs> I don't know. Is he, is he, uh, any he's, he's been taken in by someone again. Is he? Yeah, I believe so. Because I, I believe the Ecuadorians have now given him the Tijuana. Oh, so he doesn't live there anymore. No, he's, I, I think they because they said he was too dirty, he didn't wash the dishes, right. and he wanted to play soccer inside <laughs> or something. They got sick of him. Uh, but well, he's there for a, a long time. I've got a nice segue. Yeah. What's uh, that? I've got a song called I Don't Live Here Anymore. Oh, <laughs> that's just gold. Because yes. it's the new single oh. off the new album yes. from my favourite band, yes. The War on Drugs. Oh. I've played these guys for you before. Yes. I first came across them nine years ago right? when I was in Austin for the Austin City Limits Music Festival. Daxus? In Texas, remember when there were music festivals? Vaguely, yes, <laughs> distant memory. Yeah, yeah. They're all live streamed now. <laughs> I was, I'd say, watching it with uh, a guy I didn't know. I was yeah. there with a couple of mates, but I was watching it with a guy I didn't know. It's a very. I've told you this funny story before. Yeah, and we walking away, and he said, "Yeah, they're good, aren't they?" I said, "Oh, mate, the great band." We chatting, chatting about and Adam Grundesil is the lead singer and our great guitar player. Yep. So we wander downstairs. To go to what? What? Yeah, we we had a we had a pass so we could walk out and get a a, a shuttle right. drive you to the other end of the park at Zilka Park in Austin. Right. So, you know we were doing it pretty well. Yep. So I'm, I'm walking with this guy. He's quite quite a tall guy with a hoodie on. Yep. And all these women start running towards us. Oh. And they ran straight past me. <laughs> <laughs> you forgot to put your cologne on, didn't you? <laughs> and they're gathering around him. Oh. And I asked one of these sprinting women. Yes. I said. Um, Who's that? And she said to me, that's Ryan Gosling. 
Oh, to which I replied, "Who's Ryan Gosling?" Oh, yeah, well, back then, probably who? And she looked Ryan, at me, Ryan. <laughs> who the heck is Ryan? She looked at me, this woman, like I had two heads. <laughs> <laughs> and so I told um, later on that night I was with some people and yeah. I told them the story and then they looked at me like I had two heads. <laughs> I see, like a nice bloke. So what year was this? Nine years ago, Scotty. Oh yeah, nine. Years, sorry, you said nine. Um, he would have only probably just been sort well, of. Well, I looked breaking. up his work when I got home, and yeah. he was in in quite a couple of good oh, films. He's, he's been in some, great and he's films. a pretty handsome rooster. Yeah, he goes all right. Yep. So anyway, um, that was the band, The War on Drugs. I was introduced to them then. I've seen them subsequently, or oh, at least eight times live. <laughs> nice. And have this, they toured here? They have toured many times. Oh, good. And I sent a, I actually sent the, this new song to a friend of ours, Ross. Yes. And he sent me a text back. I think I told you through the week. He said, um, Dennis Cometti's their biggest fan. Is that right? <laughs> yes. Get out of town. So this is for myself and for Dennis. And for Dennis. So I, I hope you like it because it's a wonderful song. I'll tell you what, it'll be sentimental perfect. <laughs> it will be. <laughs> Like waves Is life just 
just dying in slow motion But getting stronger every day I never took our love for granted You never left me wanting more But you never recognize me, babe I don't live here It's been on heavy rotation <laughs> oh, in my it? household. That one, that so that goes out to uh, uh, Ryan Gosling and Dennis Committee. Dennis Committee. Imagine those two together. Yes, that'd be good in a movie. Yes, yeah. I like it. Um, and it reminds me. Did you see this little article no, on uh, the nudist wine pickers? No, didn't cross your desk this week. No. Well, it had two things. Not on it, two smoking had, guns. It hasn't had. <laughs> two things in it that caught my attention: wine and nudity. <laughs> two things that uh, also are on high rotation in my household. Can you, t- <laughs> <laughs> can you tell me what the connection? Well, is the for? connection is the unforeseen consequence of global warming emerged <laughs> this week when the grape harvest began in Portugal. Yes, temperatures are high in the Alentejo region. Right. Grape pickers at the Hernande Canal Caviera vineyard, vineyard turned up wearing nothing but sun hats and shoes with the country's <laughs> naturist federation cheering on their cheek. <laughs> so they were picking hang grapes on. in the nude. So hang on. Climate change uh, has suggested that the temperature uh, might have gone up one degree. Yeah, well, they've, So they've gone from being... The crazy Portuguese, <laughs> mate. They've gone... It's gone up one degree. I'm nuding up. <laughs> Is that what that's That's a done? special kind of vintage oh, that year. I tell you what. It gives a whole new meaning to naked wines. <laughs> hey? Naked wines indeed. Very good, mate. <laughs> hey, um, you're back with the two smoking guns. Yeah. Um, well, they, I don't think they've gone uh, anywhere. No, they probably haven't. <laughs> but, um, Hopefully not. I just ducked out to get my sandals and sun hat. <laughs> well, I was going to say, if the last little piece hasn't kept them interested, I don't know what will. <laughs> so you can pick grapes in the nude. But I can't go to my local bottle shop and pick up a bottle of wine in the nude. I'd be arrested. Yeah, no, that's right. Or laughed at. Probably laughed at that arrest. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Now, hey, can I talk to you about, because uh, this really caught my attention, because I thought it was quite fascinating, because um, it's something that seems to have uh, evolved over time, mm-hmm. um, uh, a little bit like DNA, because there's a whole lot of DNA cases, a whole lot of cases now where the technology around DNA has actually seen innocent people 
um, be released like from the incarceration. Oh, yes, and they've right. solved some cold, so, cold you know, cases and then, too, And they? then, yes, absolutely. Yeah. And then found that old mate that's doing time for crime A, B and C was also responsible for X, D, Y, and Z. Yeah. G. Mm. Right? So they're going, yep. going to slap you with another 40. Um, so I just want to run you through this. Former homicide detective Ron Hiddles. I love him. Yeah, you Ron watch Hiddles. his show? Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Oh, that's on yeah. high rotation yeah, yeah. in our household. No, that goes well. With uh, wine, but we don't get nude when yeah. Ron's on. <laughs> but he's uh, a ripper. Uh, yeah, no, he's good. So he's revealed why Victoria Police used hypnosis on witnesses as part of their investigation into a brutal murder really? in 1980. Hypnotherapy. Yeah. Sit back and relax. Wow. Mother of two, Maria James, 38, was stabbed 68 times Oof. behind her Thornbury bookshop. Jesus. And the coroner's court is now taking a fresh look at the murder. Mm-hmm. The case was Mr. Idle's first as a homicide detective, one of only a few he hasn't solved against his 99% conviction rate. He's got, that? That's good. That's a good run rate. I mean, that's... Uh, that's Bradman-esque. That, that, that puts Poirot <laughs> in poor light. <laughs> <laughs> Inspector Clouseau was nowhere near that. Uh, no. Um, and neither's the Pink Panther. <laughs> Mr. Riddles told an inquest on Monday that uh, hypnosis was in its infancy in the 1980s. Would have been. Uh, when police They used... would have just had the uh, pendulum. Yeah, that's right. the coin. Yeah. You're feeling You're sleepy. You're feeling very sleepy. <laughs> yeah, and they probably just fell asleep. <laughs> so, um, so he told it was in its infancy in the 80s when police used it on John James. Maria James's ex-husband found her body. Ah. Mr. James is not a suspect in the case. Right. He was hypnotised at the Royal Melbourne Hospital to try and draw out his memory of what he overheard. Ah. So he overheard something and then forgot what it was. Right. Mr. Riddle said hypnosis was used as an investigation tool for a brief period by the Victoria Police. We used it maybe four or five times and, uh, and it dropped off. Really? I'm not sure whether it's been used since, he said. If the witness can't recall something outside of the hypnosis, you could never get it as evidence. So I'm not sure what weight was put on it. The right. inquest continues. Wow. So how about well, that? That makes sense to use every available tool at oh, your disposal in an investigation. I'd be getting the water finder out. <laughs> he's a very <laughs> thorough man. Um, I know the show yep. that's that he's been showing on one of the networks has been heavily edited. You know, because yep. it's a, a lot. A lot of it's about old cases or cold cases or how he's gone about solving them. Yep. But he's got a really dogged style about him. Yeah, you know? he ever. just doesn't abs- yep. doesn't give up. They need to put him on that case where the uh, that fellow and his lady friend uh, disappeared and their tent got caught on fire oh, and the drone with, went with, missing with, and with the button man because they've never been found. You got to find the button man. So uh, yeah, the button man's out there. Oh, he's out there. I'm mate. not camping down there. No, I'm never camping I, I, again. Yeah, I'm happy to go camping. I'll just, I, just not in that the button, region. The button man's welcome to Gippsland, is all I'm saying. <laughs> sure. So if he's down there, yeah. uh, he could just have it. <laughs> well, I don't need they're to not going to find the button man. Well, people say they've seen the button man, and the button man's approached them. But um, anyway, he's uh, he's he's Rambo. He's camouflage. <laughs> they won't find him. <laughs> now I'm getting ready to travel again. Uh oh. Yep. Where are you going? Well, um. I've booked and uh, cancelled that many uh, trips, as you know. Yeah, well, you're meant to go on a cruise. Well, I'd yes. And then I was, I, I, I was supposed to be in Canada. I was supposed to be in um, Palm Cove as we speak. Oh. So that got kiboshed. Oh, no good. So I've booked some um, stuff for February. Right. So we're heading up to the uh, Hunter Valley um, and parts thereof. I and then next the year, hunter. we're going to uh, go overseas. 
Yes. So um, this this caught my eye through the week because in a three-seat arrangement on a lot of planes, yes. there's an age-old debate about which armrests each passenger is entitled to. Ah. Do you remember this? So yeah. you've got a window, a middle, and an aisle seat. That's correct. So which armrests are people... So you're uh, actually talking about the middle two armrests. The middle though. two armrests. So are they right? shared so property? Are they shared <laughs> property? So... Um, What's the etiquette? So the etiquette. Flight attendant Boris Millen... <laughs> Good on you, Boris. ...who was talking on the Confessions on the Fly podcast... Um, about who is entitled to use the middle armrest. This is a little tip when you're travelling. Right. Because you'll be travelling soon. Yeah. Be, you, might, you might be <sighs> up to Sydney or Adelaide or something like that. Yeah, we go to Adelaide soon. Boris explained, they did a lot of research for some reason in the UK about this. The middle seat, when you sit in the middle seat, you get to have both armrests. Both armrests? Both armrests. So the people on the outside can only have one. They only get one. So they get the aisle or the window one. Correct. So he said the middle guy's in, entitled to both, but if you've ever been on a plane, there's an elbow jostle well, yeah, that goes on yeah, cause interminably. I, I, no, I, I, I don't like that. No, you, you, no. you're a 50-50 man. No, no, I, I t- no I'm a or, sharing, uh, caring man. 75 So I 25. think the etiquette should be, does your elbow go in front of the person oh, yes. or the back elbow? That's right. But I think you should be able to share it. Yeah, well, there's, there's enough room on the but now with, armrest to share. Now with COVID, you might want to cut your arms off and put them, put them in your wow. suitcase. So there you go. <laughs> right. I so just you, thought I'd cl- clarify that up. And what are, is there an etiquette? I'll be full of travel tips uh, ne- next year when we're allowed to do it. I'll tell you one that's more contentious. Right. Laying the seat back. What's the etiquette around that? The etiquette on that is if it's a a flight of less than two hours, don't. (laughs) (laughs) They should announce that then. Ladies and gentlemen, please don't recline your seat as we're only flying for two hours. (laughs) You go to Sydney on an hour flight. Yeah. When you're allowed to do that. If you're on the 6 a.m. kite, you just get your your Neil Perry. Yogurt with berries and your orange <laughs> juice and your cup of tea and the bloke in front of you waxy seat back and you wear it all over your pants. You know what my theory is now? There'll be no more in-flight dining. There'll be certainly no, no smorgasbord. Well, because it'll be contactless. It'll, it will be. You'll too. just have a bag of nuts that will be left in the pouch in front of you. That's as good as it's going to get. Yeah. It's going to be it, glam- glamorous flying, isn't it? <laughs> oh, the world of glamour that we're do we actually, coming back to. Do we actually have a pilot? <laughs> we'll be sitting in a sweaty plane wearing masks, going, oh, gee, I love travel. Oh, could oh, you imagine? So we go, we go, we go, we go, we go and fly over to Europe. You have to ma- wear a mask the whole way? Do you? Probably. I'll tell you what, imagine if you lived in Singapore and you had to wear a mask outside. I mean, it's bad enough wearing one here. I don't know. Imagine being in Dubai or India yeah. or Pakistan yeah. during summer and having yeah. to wear a mask. I haven't thought this through, have I? No, I've I don't gone think you and have. booked a lot of flights. Have you? Yeah. Yeah. Well, you've oh, well. you, you better hope a lot. Maybe the middle armrest is the least <laughs> of my problems. <laughs> you, you better hope a lot of double dosing happens soon, yeah. mate, I'll tell you. No, I've got my badge. Very I'm doubled. Yeah, double I'm, dutched. I'm double. I'm double. Now, even um, my twenty-year-old daughter's doubled now. Yeah, yeah yep. same, 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 same. Good, good, good. So, um, I, I, I don't know whether you've got anything. I have, but I, I've got. My, this is the favourite way that I've heard of recent times that someone's um, resigned. Oh, good. from their job. This is a woman in America 
Because it always happens. <laughs> Only in America, mate. Only in she America. quit her job at the supermarket over these internal tannoy. What? You know, the internal speakers. Oh, yeah. Remember the, remember the term oh, yeah. tannoy? I'll check. You know what? Item check. Item check. Yeah, that's it. Cocoa Pops. <laughs> Are they unspecial? So this, uh, after five years, she did her resignation rant um, oh. to all of the people in the supermarket. Ah, um, over the PA. She decided she was so fed up that she had nothing to lose by quitting on her terms. Ah. Attention, Walmart shoppers and associates. <laughs> My name is Beth in Electronics. <laughs> Beth in Electronics. I've been working at Walmart for almost five years, and I can say that everyone who works here is overworked and underpaid. <laughs> the store's management does not care about the employees, and especially the elderly employees. Oh, she's gone out swinging. <laughs> She claimed that if employees complained, they were told they were replaceable. I'm sick of the bulltish, <laughs> she added. She then went on to accuse the store manager of sexual harassment oh. <laughs> and said others in management were rude. <laughs> I hope you don't speak to your families the way you speak to us, she jibed, and then she <laughs> slammed it down and walked out. That, hey? that's, a, that's, a bit, uh, that's a bit like falling down. So she <laughs> has done the literal throw toys out of cot, oh. had a crack, accused them of everything. <laughs> She hasn't missed them. Sexual harassment. Ageist, sexist, harassment. <laughs> bullying. <laughs> bullying. And, uh, Overworked, underpaid. <laughs> so, fair, fair to say, um, oh. old Beth had a bit of tish on her liver that day. Is she um, not happy, She's Jan? She's now in the unemployment queue, <laughs> yeah, I think. That's right. What was your last job, Beth? Yeah. <laughs> um, I left under unforeseen circumstances. Uh, yes. yes, we didn't see eye to eye. We didn't eye. see eye to eye on many things. Hey, um... Uh, Mate, I don't trust you. Right. Well, you've said that many times. <laughs> no, that's actually just this headline. This is really interesting. Yeah. Because I don't know whether you've experienced, uh, you get people from overseas um, and they use the word mate. And it doesn't... Well, in what context? Because I thought well, that was an Australian... Well, it is. Uh, so so they're trying to sort of assimilate fracker. and you know, use our language oh, in order right, to... to in, 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 a friend, in a friendly so way. So they've read the guidebook on so, the plane. So, you know, you get someone... Yeah. And they use the word mate. Well, there's conjecture around this. Yeah. It says, speaking good Aussie yeah. makes you more likely to be considered a trustworthy in this country, ah. but don't bother, don't bother using the word mate. Right. The University of Western Australia had people rate the trustworthiness of six speeches recorded in English by three male speakers. Right. In Australia. They, yeah. Yeah. They differed in accent, Australian, British and Swedish, mm. but speaking with uh, speaking English. Yeah. Um, and in the inclusion uh, and in the inclusion of the word mate, Australian listeners regard speakers with their own accent as having higher trustworthiness. Using mate did not improve ratings. Right. Mate. Mate. So you know, you know it can be uh, used in many varying, varying tones, mate. Well, it's, it's how you... So it's, thanks, it's, mate. You know, that's nice. If I said to you, mate... Mate. That's a bit... That's you know, a bit cool, yeah, careful, yeah, yeah, just mate. Just careful. Um, or if you said, thanks, mate... Oh, thanks, mate. Yep. It could be sarcastic. Yeah, it's a bit like when people use "champ." Yeah, champ. Champ. I, champ's I don't like that word. Champ's actually. considered a, a derogatory. Yeah, I reckon it is sarcastic. Yeah, I reckon sort of it is. Thing. I, I thanks, champ. Yeah, I I'm better than you. I, I don't like that. Champ, uh, champ. I don't mind, bud, and you know, mate, and yeah. 
But yeah, uh, I had someone who used to use the word champ, champ, and it always came across in a very yeah, derogatory yeah, sense. Right. But I use mate um, a lot. It Thanks, mate. It doesn't help it when you use it in the cab when they're driving. Thanks, Let me champ. assure you. No. Yeah. How are you, champ? Yeah. So, but if I said, mate. Yes. You know, with excitement. Well, I get my done... coffee in the morning from the young boys there, yeah. and I say, thanks, boys. Thanks, mate. Yeah, exactly. I just actually use their names. Which I think uh, is far more polite, and typically, often you will use the word "mate" as a well, as a replacement, as a substitute for your memory loss <laughs> when you meet someone that you haven't seen for some time. Well, I've got a lot of yeah, mates. I, mate? <laughs> I've got a lot of mates. <laughs> hey, I tell you, uh, just on that, um, I use and and I, I probably got this from my father. Yeah, my father used to call me Lovey. Lovey. Right? He'd just go, hi, Lovey. How are you? you know, just oh, I thought that sort was... Sort of rolled off the tongue. I thought that was more of a... Gilligan's uh, Island? No. <laughs> yes. Yes, it's Mrs. Lovey. Howell. Mrs. Howell. Lovey. Anyway, so I often do use the word love. Yeah. I go to the supermarket and there'd be Thanks, a lovely love. lady serving. I just, I just say... But I'll tell you what I've noticed. Yeah. I, I've sort of noticed... There used to be a reaction to it, but as I've got a bit older yeah. and a bit more grey... Yeah. Um, it seems to be quite acceptable coming it's, from it's, an older gent. It's, it's more age appropriate. Well, it's more age appropriate. Yes. yes. So, so um, they think you're Dave. I, they think you're Dave but Sullivan. But I am very conscious of whether they find that offensive. But it just rolls. Uh, it just comes out. I, well, as long as it's authentic. It's uh, mate. It's always authentic. Yeah. And in fact, I make a practice that if I can actually see the person serving me, regardless of what they're doing, yeah. uh, if I can see their name tag, I'll call them by their name. Yeah, I like name oh, tags. I, I like name tags. And if I can see the name tag, and I think I can pronounce it properly, yeah. thanks, Joan. Thanks, yeah. Louise. Thanks, Peter. Good on you, Tom. Thanks, yeah. mate. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, there we go. There we I go. forgot Tom's name. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, like, uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. I wouldn't use the term lovey. No, not lovey. I, I, might just, use uh, the, I just use love. I don't know what I'd use. Um, well, so if you... Okay, so here's one for you. Yeah. If you can't see their name tag and you you have a female um, serving you in whatever yeah. capacity, do you just, I'd probably do you just, just say, say thank you? Thanks, sweet cheeks. <laughs> or something like that. Thanks, Sheila. <laughs> oh, yeah, I mean, that again. Thanks, yeah, Dal. Right. Dal. Yeah, and I say, I can't no, do Dal's no, not. Dal's Dal doesn't good. work. No. I mean... Yeah, it's it's a it's a very funny one, and I'm 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 very conscious say, of it. You can't say things like "thanks, sweetheart," because that's not a no, no, no. You can't say that. But I mean, but what's, I, the, what's the female version of mate? Matey, mate. <laughs> no, but well, it's interesting it's because interesting, I've I've got a work colleague, a female work colleague, and we call each call other each mate. Other mate. Yeah, 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 I've done that. Hi, mate. How are you going? Yeah, I do that. You but know? if if you can say it to the guy in the coffee shop, so thanks, mate. That, that's male to male. What do you what do you do, male to female? Well, I just say so thank you. I just, think. I think just or thank I just you because otherwise you were no, tripping into the no, minefield of political correctness. Thanks, love, and yeah. just super quick. You know, no eye contact, no creepy yeah. Shit yeah. stuff. No, I mean, it's interesting. Beep, beep. <laughs> no, we can do a whole session on that. Strong language warning just missed. Um, yeah, we so. can invite uh, Ted Bullpit and uh, Basil Faulty oh, and others yeah. in for that political what, correct debate. Uh, Alvin Purple. <laughs> Alvin Purple. <laughs> I tell you what, I did watch the other day. Yeah. We had um, we had cause. Yeah. Won't explain the circumstance of the cause. I watched some old episodes of Fast Forward. Oh, from back in the I, day. I wouldn't survive Because I was trying to find a clip of the Dodgy Brothers. Oh, yeah, right. Remember the Dodgy yeah, Brothers? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I'm one. He's yeah. Arthur. Yeah, We're yeah. the Dodgy Brothers. Yeah, yeah. Remember that? It. Yeah. No, Hysterical like fun. Yep. And it led me on to um, the, the one 
from uh, where Mark Downey does the SBS girl. Yes, love it. Tonight on the movies. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, on the she, was, she was brilliant. We it. have a Siberian, you know, yep. whatever. Yep. And uh, Victor, you're a very unattractive Victor. So some of that old comedy, although we did say when we were watching it, laughing out loud, yep. they could not put that on the air No, today. that's the thing. I mean, it's really interesting, It isn't was it? highly, highly inappropriate. Yep. You recall last week... Uh, yes. if, if you recall last week, I don't remember one show yeah, from from the next, but we were talking about food. We were. We were talking I talked about my dish that I cooked. Yeah, yeah. that's it. That's yeah. exactly right. Yep. And uh, I talked about French food, which right. is, which is um, I guess, the classic basis of yes. a lot of modern day cuisine and cooking. Yes, we you talked know, about whether we liked all of those French things. dishes the Correct. other week. Well, in fairness, because I also like Italian food. Oh, yeah, so... And when you say to me olive oil, I think of okay onions, garlic, and chili, and then make it up, make it up from there. Sardines. Oh yes. <laughs> so um, a lot of people um, like Italian food. It's very yes. popular. Yeah, absolutely. So um, they'll come as no surprise that you like every one of these dishes. Oh, I've got twenty five of them. Hit me with your rhythm stick. Or pizza. <laughs> oh yeah. So you can have any type of pizza you like, and there are there would be a thousand different types of pizzas out there. Anything you could imagine. I don't think anything's off limits, and nothing's off limits other than Nutella. I wouldn't have Nutella. Well, no, pizza. God, I've, I've, have I've, you? Yeah, I've had that down have the you? road. The kid, when the kids were young, really? I tried a bit. Did you? Yeah. Have you sweet. recovered? It's very sweet. <laughs> <laughs> Nutella and strawberry and caster sugar. And 24 years ago. I had to take four cholesterol tablets when I got home. And a free cardiac. But I, when I, when I, you know, with pizza, I do like um, classic basic pizzas. Same. Flat, flat, you know, really mm. crusty base. Anchovies? Oh, always. I could have a pizza just with anchovies. Olives? Yes. Hot salami? Yes. Um, Roma tomatoes? Yep. Uh, oh, maybe some uh, oh onion, uh, capsicum. Yeah, bang. Pineapple? No, not on that pizza. Yeah, no, not that one. Yeah. Okay, so it's number one. <laughs> Give me a long segment. <laughs> yep, two spaghetti. Yeah, yep. Done. Now whether you're talking matriciana, marinara, bolognese, carbonara, carbonara. puttanesca, pesto, chicken, and sun-dried tomatoes, linguine, and clams. Yeah. A million yep. different hundred percent pasta restaurants. Just tick. Most of which are bloody good. Yes, hundred percent. Risotto. Yeah, I love risotto. Particularly I love mushroom risotto. Yeah, chicken and mushroom risotto. Got me. I don't Ita- have a lot of it, but I but no, I, I like it. Italian salami. <clears throat> oh <laughs> Mamma mia. Oh dribbling <laughs> here. Prosciutto. Prosciutto. Ah. See, this is all part of my charcuterie. I know it is. This is, this is why it's got Scotty written all over it. Arancini balls. Oh, yes. I love arancini balls. Yes, I thought you would. I love them. I thought you would. Love them. Uh, beef lasagna. Oh, yeah. Yep. yep. Or lasagna of various yep. types. You've, yep. you've got your different Don't muck around with it too much, but yeah, it's good. Porchetta. Oh, yeah. Red pork, oh, crackling. Oh, my. Eh? Focaccia. Focaccia. Calzoni. Calzoni. Polpetta, which is meatballs. Oh, yeah, meatballs. You can have any sort of meatballs you I like, and you can have them anything time, you but, like. Yeah, but, but you can muck around with those a bit too. Chicken caprese. Yes. Very good. Ossobuco. Oh, Ossobuco. Or you can have lamb shanks, Ossobuco, yeah. call it what you want. Yeah, yep. 
Um, Bistecca alla Fiorentina, which is a porterhouse steak Florentine style. Oh, Very uh, nice. Cut. Yeah. Caprese salad, which is all tomatoes, all different sorts yep. of tomatoes with a bit of buffalo, mozzarella, yeah, and basil. Lovely. Now we get into the dessert section. Yeah, this is probably Af- not my affogato. St- not my strong suit. Affogato. I'm not a big dessert person. Cappuccino. Oh yeah, cappuccino. Gelati. No. Tiramisu. Love it. Cannoli. Yes. Biscotti, which you have with yeah. your cappuccino. Yeah. And a few drinks just to finish off with. Oh, here we go. Negronis. Yeah. You, what's that? A Negroni? A Negroni. Yeah, a Negroni's gin, vermouth, and Campari. Yeah, not sure I've ever had one. Mm, nice. Is it? Bitter, nice. Yeah, okay. A Bellini. A Bellini? Yeah, which no, is Prosecco no. and peach puree. Oh. Very refreshing. Wow. The, the bride this is, like this a is Bellini. All, this is all heavy gear. An Aperol Spritz, of course, yeah, 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 which is the uh, Holden <laughs> of the uh, the drinks uh, vernacular cocktail <laughs> cabinet in Italy. So. I thought I'd then give you a flavour of Italy because you want to talk about how we're going to get there. Uh, yeah, Potentially. Well, uh, I don't I'm, know if these guys go quite, there. I'm not quite sure they're going to go that far, but yeah. you never know. Um, so there's a uh, there's a bunch overseas, uh, which is it's actually a US private Better investment. US private money. Private firm, mm-hmm. 777 Partners. They're going to uh, they're going to bring a new airline to us. I'm going to pricey all this so yeah. we can keep moving through. Um, but the nice part is, oh, what sort of caught my attention was, we're uh, we're for everyday Australians. We won't have any of the bells and whistles offering uh, with lounges and frequent flyer programs. This is going to be a budget end of the local market. It has been um, uh, moribund since the closure of Tiger Air. Mm. So uh, this is going to be focused on Australia's tradies, teachers, kids and carers. Kids and carers. Carers and carers. Uh, New destinations uh, rather than uh, concentrating in Melbourne, Sydney and Brisbane. So most routes of this airline um, are not covered uh, by those carriers. Yes. Um, So... And that's why I was thinking about you because it might they might fly directly into some sort of sort of off beaten place that you yeah. might like to go rather than having to go to Bris Vegas and then having to drive seven hours somewhere. They actually might have a kite that sort of drops you literally where you want no, to go. Well, that's what I like about it. Um, and of course, uh, I'll tell you whether it's clever or not. But I I just reckon it might just work. You know what they called it? Mm-hmm. Yes, I do. Go on, Bonza. Bonza. <laughs> Now, I don't mind it, actually. I, I think it's fine. Yeah, I reckon it's all right. So, now, you know, lucky they didn't call it shrimp airlines or something. You know, it's run. Um, but anyway, bonds, they've, bonds, bonds they've gone good. right to the other end of the extreme. they got some nice aircraft. I've seen pictures of it. Um, my pilot son's had a good look through those planes. And he's very interested in potentially applying oh, to work for a Bonza. He's going to be a Bonza pilot. He could be a Bonza pilot. Um, as long as they don't have Sheila's as some of the staff that work I think, on board. I think they call their air stewardesses Sheila's. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, we're having a bit of a laugh about that, so we're not being... So they but are, that is a serious tilt. They're going to come in, and have a crack. They're in they're discussions gonna, with they're, about... Uh, they're going to come and get under the skin of the likes, I gather, of sort of Rex Airlines and you know some of the other little mobs that sort of fly here and there and... You never know. You might just be able to jump on the kite when your son can't fly. You know, we might just be able to jump on a kite and go to Albury and play golf. There's a to the Murray. secret to this airline. Yes, is not replicating the flight paths that all the others already do. Correct, because they can do it faster, better, cheaper. Yeah, whatever. They got all the systems. They got scale. 
But if they take you instead of going to, uh, say, Cairns. That's right. And they take you to Toowoomba. Or very different fee structure. Mackay. Correct. Very different. Yep. Very different. Yeah, yeah. If they can take you to regional areas, for example, that's a very different model. And um, they're not, well, they're not renting lounges, right? So they're not, faci- they're not providing any of that facility. You just turn up with your bottle of water. Yeah. You might get a, you might get a half-eaten pasty <laughs> at best, yeah. but they're, they're not making any bones about no, it. No, no. This I'd, is a no-frills airline. I don't We're going to fly it. you cheap. But we're going to fly to places you've never been able to fly to before. But they, they would want to learn the lessons of Tiger. Yeah, well. Because their service or lack thereof was legendary. Yeah, well, getting your bags was a whole new experience, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, if it actually came back with two handles. Well, that's what they've got to get right. They've got to send the bags to the same location as they take their passengers. Yeah, they might need to rent That's some, where you want to get they to. They might need to rent some space on another airline for your bags. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I just I, I hope it gets up and I hope it flies. Well, they're probably not going to go <laughs> overseas, Bonza. But, uh, no, um, no, no. They're just going to do all the... They're going to go the back streets, mate. They're going to go in the they're they're back gonna, street they're, boys. They're, they're going to be the back street boys. <laughs> hey, um, uh, I don't know. We probably don't have a lot of time. we got a little bit Can of I, time. All right. Well, because I, I think I raised last you week... You do it in a few did minutes. Did I tell you about... There's two words you don't want to hear. Yeah. Ecuador and prison. Yeah, it conjures up Midnight Express yeah. to me. Yeah, well, uh, this makes Midnight Express look like play school. Oh, it does. Yeah. <laughs> so the boys got a bit uh, antsy the other week. The boys in prison. Yeah, the boys in prison, yeah. I think I think the food might have been off or something, yeah. or the curfew got cut a bit short. Or something happened. They anyway, got a half-eaten sandwich on yeah, Bonzer so and weren't happy. Ecuador on Friday deployed thousands of police oh, and God. soldiers to secure its violent prisons. At least 118 inmates were killed. Wow. Six of them were beheaded. What? As rival gangs armed with guns and grenades went to war at the the Guayquil prison on Tuesday. Another 86 wounded were wounded. uh, Another 86 wounded were wounded. Okay. Uh, Six critically. It was the latest bloody clashes in Ecuador's broken prison system with 237 inmates killed so far this year. Really? Police retook control of the prison complex on Thursday evening. It took them two days to get under control. Right. Six beheaded. It's sort of a bit more of a stretch than the kids that were jumping on the roof of the Barmsbury Youth Detention Centre. What what you've got to ask the question is, where'd they get all this gear to let bombs (laughs) off and behead people? Suffice to say, the security systems are porous in those the, prisons. Uh, do you think that prison might leak like a sieve? <laughs> I think it might be. <laughs> you reckon drones are flying across the top, just dropping stuff off? Uh, <laughs> There's colanders with the, with more holes. Now, than t- speaking about, but I tell you what, yeah, with that, yeah, Ecuador's off my hit list now. I'm not. I'm not flying there. Don't want to go. No, no. Uh, I think I've lost. No, because I you think got, I've lost interest. Because in you've got a parking ticket. <laughs> <laughs> you might not end up at a good spot. Or you might end up at the wrong hey, division. Uh, uh, can I tell you, I'm going to preface something for our next show. Right. Because I know, I think time's going to yeah, cruise time's again. Yeah, time's going to get away I'm going to talk to you about 15 things that were invented. Oh, yes. And you're going to tell me who invented them. Well, I better go and do some homework. So go and do some homework. All right, mate. So you can do that. Um, we've had a blast as always. Total pep. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Two Smoking Guns. And uh, we'll do it all again. Hopefully. See you, buddy. See you, mate. Bye, mate.